Thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Business Fund Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Wakeman. Today's episode is brought to you by my friends at Booking Protect. Any listing, any sector, anywhere, Booking Protect has you covered with the world's most comprehensive refund protection product. To find out how you and your organization can partner with Booking Protect to deliver a better buying experience to your customer, more peace of mind in their purchases, and how you and your organization can create a brand new stream of revenue, visit www.bookingprotect.com. Once again, that's bookingprotect.com, the global leaders in refund protection. My guest today is Anthony Gady. Anthony is with the Talladega Super Speedway in Talladega, Alabama. Um, I wanted to have Anthony on because I've known Anthony for a couple years now, um, and I've been... I don't want to say a full-fledged mentor to him, but I have had many, many conversations with him. I've had a chance and an opportunity to watch him grow. I have um, really been uh, happy to see the amount of growth he's he's achieved in his career. Um, and he just uh, completed his master's at Ohio University. So I was like, oh, come on, we'll, do, we'll have a little conversation. We'll talk about some, a whole, whole bunch of stuff. And we had a really good conversation uh, because Anthony's in his first... Um, designated leadership role in in Talladega. So we talked about what his philosophy and style of leadership is. We talked about how he learned from his mistakes and failures. We turned, we talked about the process of learning to be a manager. Um, We talked about some of his favorite books that taught him how to be a leader, including Leadership Secrets of Attila the Hun. Uh, We talked about um, getting feedback both as a leader, but also giving constructive feedback to your your employees and your team. Uh, we talked about uh, building a really good sales process in sports. Um, we also talked about the building a team. We got into some of the um, practices of culture that seem to have taken hold in sports business and some of those that maybe even make uh, sales agents look you know, less professional than they should. Uh, we talked about strategy. We talked about marketing. We talked about friend of the podcast Brett Zelaski we got we covered a whole lot of stuff so I think this is a really good conversation I hope you enjoy um, my talk with Anthony Gady here on the business fun podcast I want to welcome my buddy Anthony Gady from Talladega Super Speedway down in Alabama to the business fun podcast what's up Anthony Oh, we're, we're hanging in there. Shake and bake, right? Yeah, that's right. This is, this is going to be awesome, right? Because uh, you told me that this is your very, very first podcast. And I was like, well, I'm going to ruin it for you because you'll never want to do one of these things again. <laughs> uh, no, really, really excited. Uh, really excited to be on here. So thank you for, for inviting me. Really excited to dive in and, and uh, talk best practices. Yeah, no, I want to do um, – I had noticed that I had been leaning a little bit more towards like technology, which – I'm almost clueless about. Not, I mean, not really, but I mean, I don't know that much about, and I've done a lot more uh, performing arts and theater stuff. So I was like, I wanted to get some some sports people on, and I wanted to get some sports people that maybe are, um, you know, either doing some innovative stuff, which I think you pro- you are, and then also mm-hmm. are kind of growing into like larger roles and becoming people that maybe uh, people should start paying attention to, which I also think is you. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, in case you ever need that, like as a quote for a resume, you can just steal that right off the podcast. It'll be great. <laughs> but, 
<laughs> De- definitely going to add that to my LinkedIn profile. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. But so yes, yeah, so I really am, I'm excited to um, you know share some of your ideas with the audience because I think I think they'll learn a lot because I learn a lot talking to you. So um, one of where I guess we can start is when you first got to Talladega. Um, mm-hmm. There wasn't necessarily a how do I want to put it in a way that doesn't make it seem like it was a mess because it wasn't that it was just that like you, you came in and brought a bunch of uh, new ideas and new processes and kind of like a little bit more of a um, formalized structure. Would that be fair to say when you, when you came in, is that right? Would that yeah. be right? Uh, well, so, um, well, you describe it. I mean, I, yeah, cause yeah, I don't want it to sound yeah, like I'm like yeah. kind of dogging somebody. Cause it's no, not no, no, no. Yeah, no. So it's, it's, it's a great question. Uh, so Josh Harris actually, um, with the help with, uh, Dan Rossetti, uh, helped place me, um, a little bit about my background, uh, came from Columbus crew, uh, soccer, uh, well, the crew, and then it's Columbus crew soccer club started inside sales, worked my way up. Uh, there wasn't any, um, you know, I, it was just that time where I wanted to be in management and there wasn't any opportunities with, with the crew and I uh, worked with, I'd just known Dan and networked for a while. And I got introduced to Josh and I uh, came down and Josh had been here for, I think, three to four years um, and really uh, started the ticket, I guess, helped, um, I guess, re-energize the outbound ticket sales, um, I guess, the, the motto or the efforts. And so I was brought in to oversee the sales team and um, it was, uh, needless to say, it was, it, it was something I'd never done before. Uh, so I had to learn really quick on my feet, not only in a new uh, ticketing system, but how to be a manager. Just because you're a great seller does not equate to you being a good manager. So um, I, I would say that over these past three years of me being here, I have grown exponentially, not only because of um, my failures, but because of um, things that we're able, I'm able to learn from my team um, in, in regards to that. So um, the first six months, it was just learning the team, learning our processes. And um, Josh took a, a, a promotion uh, and went down to Daytona um, and over and now is their senior director overseeing uh, their, their sales and uh, guest services and uh, my current boss, Jake Carlisle, was brought in and uh, just could not be happier with him as my boss. He really instilled in me, um, which Kathy Burroughs talks about, is you need to have a roadmap. You need to have a strategic plan. And um, he helped me uh, see that and we created it. And uh, we've just really been fine tuning it um, over the past. It started as an 10 to 11 page document. Um, and now we've got it down to, I think, three or four just because our guys are so dialed in and so locked in uh, to that. Um, and what we're doing is we're not what we do is, um, you know, it's not hard. We, we tell our guys what we do is not hard. We pick up the phone. Uh, we're, we're, we're having conversations with people. Um, it's just, you know, is your attitude and your effort there? Because that leads to results. So that's one thing that it's always been instilled in me and I instill in my reps is, yeah, come in every day with a positive attitude and give everything that you have today um, because the results will will follow. So um, I guess NASCAR didn't really have a stick and ball uh, model because it used to be very operations based. And then um, with the um, with where the sport ha- has been trending or, or going, um, you know, they've seen the need for sales teams. So um, just 
it's, it's not any, it's not like groundbreaking what we're doing. Um, but we are trying to create some processes that other leagues and other teams have found success uh, in our own way. Long-winded answer, I know, but just trying to cover all the bases. The first answer is almost always the longest one, and the one that gets. And then after that, we go back and forth. So, see, you know, as a gentle podcast host, I'm going to lead you, you know, into these things very nicely here. <laughs> um, what you did mention, though, that was pretty interesting, because a lot of times, I think I don't know if it's always been this way or if it's just sort of the a reflection of the society and the culture we live in right now, is that. If I go to Anthony's Instagram page, um, all I see is like you living your best life. But you mentioned uh, mistakes and failures and learning from them and how important those were to your ability to develop as a manager. Yep. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Because I don't think that often gets highlighted enough. And I think it's very, very important because a lot of times uh, when I'm talking to people, it, it, it becomes refreshing when you talk about the mistakes and the missteps you made and you know some of the times you've fallen on your face because – I think it doesn't get enough coverage and people think that like, oh, if I don't get it right the first time, um, then I must not be good at something or that I'm a complete failure. And that's not usually the case. Yeah, no, 100 percent. So uh, I guess kind of stemming back to my days in Columbus and Brett, when that never whenever you have him on, he'll probably echo this is um you know, I, I, uh, you know, I made my fair, fair share of mistakes, even as an entry level rep, you know, understanding, you know, CLMs, career limiting moves, like don't say this, don't bad mouth, you know, don't bad mouth, you know, other, other things like we're supposed to highlight what, you know, our property and, you know, um, yeah, our brand is different, but we have to live that brand. So um, just owning up to it, like if you make a mistake, you just learn from it, just don't let it happen again. I'm, I, I'm, a firm, very firm, firm believer of, you know, second chances. Um, you know, for me, um, I know, like I said, I'm not perfect. Um, but what I mean by learning, learning from, from those mistakes is, you know, really harnessing and understanding, okay, well, this is the decision-making process that led to that. Where, where did we go wrong or what could I do better? And so one of the things that, um, that I'll do with my team. I did it um, when I came back from National Sports Forum um, was I, I, I got my guys together, got my, got my team together and said, hey, I, I'm going to give you guys 10 minutes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk away from the board. I'm going to walk out and uh, I'm going to put a th- pros, you know, things that I'm really good at and the things that you guys want to see, see change or, um, you know, how I can improve as your manager, because unfortunately we only receive feedback, um, traditionally at the end of the year, right. When we're doing performance evaluations. And so I feel like there is need for continuous feedback, not only when you're managing down to your, uh, your employees, but when you manage up, uh, whether it's to your director or you know empowering your team to really give constructive feedback, uh, some of those w- things that are on that hey I want you to improve on is or don't do this is hey don't send out call numbers. Well, <laughs> unfortunately that is a metric that I can't do. But you know if you want to have more one-on-one coaching and more training development, hey great we can certainly do that. It's just etching it into the calendar. So. Um, you know, again, just being have an open door policy and just being really, I guess, open to feedback, because at the end of the day, um, I believe wholeheartedly that, um, you know, you got to give everything that you have today to be better for tomorrow, even though tomorrow's never a given. Right. Uh, now, 
There's two things here. The first thing is you talked about always giving your best and doing the best you can today. And there's a really good, and I'm going to try to dig it up. I think it's episode 174 of the Jocko podcast. And he was talking about setting standards for yourself. And I think that's very important. The other thing, though, that is more like that was a sta- more of a statement. This is a question, though, is you talked yeah. about continuous feedback and then you talked about having an open door policy. Um, yep. I know from experience, right, there's a lot of people who talk about having an open door policy um, and then they or they talk about getting continuous feedback and they mouth they mouth the words. Right. Um, and they might even have the best intentions. But it never becomes something that takes hold, right? It never becomes something that actually is useful for the organization. Um, how do you make sure that people take advantage of the open door policy? How do you make sure that, like, you are getting the constant feedback and it's not just like surface level, like, "Oh, Anthony, you're great, right? You, you, you're like the best manager I've ever had." You know, how do you get, really get like, you know, like real useful information uh, and feedback and make sure that you get it? in an ongoing basis like you know what kind of, what do you do to encourage that well that was I actually, a repetitive question by the way no it's it's okay i, I know where you're where you're going with this and so if i could take a picture and send it to you having it, how you start with an open door policy is you don't have a door um uh so i don't have i have a cube and so there is no door for me to shut uh, so it is a proverbial uh, literal open door uh into my cube which is my office so um so but but great question um, in regards to that is, you know, we all have responsibilities um, to meet, meet, meet goals, hit deadlines, you know, achieve budgets, et cetera. But one thing is, is if you're a rep or your, your coworker or whatever, they're having issues, like it's okay to stop what you're doing um, and, and be there. Um, while manager is a, is a title, um, it's, you're more of a coach. You're more of a, someone who's who they should look up to and how I believe that individuals can stick, stay true to the open door policy and feedback is putting one-on-ones on the calendar. It doesn't have to always be about work. Like we, you need to care about people inside these walls. That is work. Um, as well as their, you know, if their personal life is dealing, if they're dealing with stuff, like you need to have some, have in the back of your mind. Um, because if it, it, it comes down to, down to work-life balance, right? Like uh, if you're ha- if you have a good work-life balance, like everything should quote unquote should, you know, be doing well. So, but for me, like if, if to, for organizations is you, you have to stay true to your word. Um, cause unfortunately trust is, trust is earned, not given, um, whether it's through sales or, uh, through a sales conversation or, or through your reps. So, um, you have to be there, uncon- you know, not unconditionally, but you have to always be there and be open to that. Otherwise, if you say it one time and then this, the next time they come back and then you bite their head off or you're busy and you don't give them that, then then they're never going to come back and ask for that feedback. So it's, again, just really having that just open mind to, hey, I am here to help and to coach and to help you get to that next step in your career, mm-hmm. um, whether that's, you know, with us or with another organization. So again, long winded, but hopefully, the note I made here on my page here was that you seem to be deliberate in your interactions. Right. And you may, and, and I know that that is, um, number one is difficult, 
but number and number two, it takes focus. And so, like a lot of what I hear from you is like really trying to nail both of those, right? Which is like you want to be um, have a focus on the, the relationships, right? Because that was something we talked about, like as we were preparing for this thing, was a focus on relationships, but then also being. Yeah. Um, really deliberate and, and intentional in the way that you engage with people. And you said a couple things that really I can um, empathize with because when I was a manager, before I was this iteration of me that we all, uh, you all know, was an awful, 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 awful manager. <laughs> And it was because, like you, you were saying, I, I, I sometimes got so busy that I never didn't recognize or wouldn't allow myself to recognize that if I spent a minute or two or even five or whatever it took to help develop somebody and give them the tools to be successful, that it would relieve some of that pressure that I was feeling in the moment. And so I think that like when you talk about you know, really having to follow up and follow through and be consistent in this thing. It's very important because I can see in myself the opposite side. And, you know, since those earlier periods and, you know, whenever I do have to deal with people now, I, I think, or in a man, like a management or coaching situation, I do do a better job of doing what you said. And I think it's um, a reflection of taking the step back and seeing how awful I was at it to begin with. Now, you being a new manager, you know, yeah. how, how did you, um, how did you develop that mindset from the start or did the, like, or, or did you start out sort of, um, in a position where you were a little bit, um, I don't want to say awful cause I don't think you probably were nearly as bad as I was, but like where you, where you did have, where you struggled with this. Yeah. So one of the things that, um, you know, I have a mentality of, like I said earlier, just given everything that you have every day and, you know, from a sales standpoint, it's how many phone calls can I make? How many touch, you know, quality touch points can I make in a day? Can I make a difference in, you know, someone's life and, you know, develop, you know, help them develop memories with their kids and coming out to games or races or, or what have you. And um, one of the things that through, um, actually, I just got my master's from Ohio University, uh, their PMSA program, um, actually just graduated couple weeks ago. Um, and, uh, the first class that we went through was leadership. And I remember it was taught by Dr. Greg Sullivan and I honestly learned the most, um, the most from that. I got the most from it because you, and that was probably, I started that probably, uh, nine months after I started. And I, I, I didn't have like a specific management style i in regards to that like i let my guys like run their own business i let my team <clears throat> empower them you know how, how can you every person's different and so through this lead you know through this leadership class we just learned about how to proper not techniques but you know the, the differences of managing across managing up managing down what are intrinsic motivators what are extrinsic motivators like every single person is motivated differently but how can you harness that and get the most out of each person. And so for, for us and for me, I try to have not one-to-ones with them all the time, but we'll go to lunch or, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll grab an adult beverage after work, um, you know, or go play golf and, and we'll just talk about, um, and adult you know, beverage, you can say beer or, or, or 
or whiskey. Yeah. It's in the south. It's fine. We're this is not like yeah. that kid friendly. Jeez, come on, man. Right. Well, just trying to be politically correct, but um, no but yeah. So, so, here. so come on. Well, so so and so so we'll talk about you know things that are going well and you know especially it's so critical when someone starts to really make them feel as part of the team. I remember starting with a crew when I came in as one, and you know I I don't I'm not going to say I'm. I'm the most uh, likable person, but uh, I was known to ruffle some fe- feathers um, in good and bad ways. But uh, for me, it's, um, you know, I, I know how it is to be new. Um, and so I just never wanted, I never want my guys or my team to ever feel like they're an outsider. You know, what we do is team focused and sales is very individual focused as well. But there has to be team camaraderie, especially with, and when you celebrate achieving revenue or goals or selling out our infield, like we are there to celebrate and like, wow, again, like the, well, you know, this is just a job, like you want to make it a career and like 10, 15 years from now, like we remember, you know, celebrating selling out the infield or, you know, when I was at the crew, we were, you know, celebrating, um, you know, just how we helped grow, um, you know, the, our average attendance, just really those small wins that you just remember grinding out, but just being there and celebrating. And so, like, again, we want to, you know, from my management style, it's, you know, how can we be inclusive, but also help highlight individuals as well? Um, I guess it's more of a, I guess the proper, proper terminology would be, um, Hold on. Let me try and remember back to school. Uh, sir, you know, display servant leadership, um, which, again, is um, you know, again, another term. Um, most people know it. But, um, again, learn that through through that class. So, so and you, you, you mentioned this idea of like taking the leadership class and not really having like a style when you win. Mm-hmm. And I know we've been kind of talking about around like your management and leadership style. Um, right. Have you ever really taken the time to think about like or create or come up with like a leadership philosophy, you know, like that you like would, you know, like these are like, you know, maybe and I don't know this is so don't don't allow me to put words in your mouth, um, <laughs> you know, but like these are like kind of the three core ideas, um, you know, that kind of guide how I look at leadership or how I try to approach managing my team. Mm hmm. Uh- to be frank, uh, no, uh, I haven't. But I, uh, it's obviously something that, as I aspire to, I guess, grow, uh, grow not only professionally but uh, personally, um, it is something that would probably be good to know for an interview. Um, you know, when people do ask you about, rather than me giving the long-winded five-minute response, hey, th- these are the three pillars that that I embody. Um, which for me, again, for my sales team is, you know, what we, what we embody here is again, attitude and effort leading to results. Um, you know, we work hard, uh, and then, and then we celebrate. It's not work hard. There are a lot, there are some teams that do, they say work hard, play hard. Right. I mean, for us, it's a like, do like, do your job kind of like, you know, you're an Alabama guy. So like Nick Saban. So we talk about it as like, Hey, be really, really good at what you do, right? Be like, own, like own your role, like, right. So you're running your own business, own what you do and everything else, you know, if everyone else does that, then we will be able to achieve this and then we can celebrate. So 
um, you know, again, I know uh, the, the Alabama, I mean, we are in the state of Alabama. I'm uh, from Ohio. So uh, coming down here into SEC country has been a little bit foreign and um, I still don't have an SEC team. So it's okay. <laughs> Well, you, you know, you should probably cheer for the University of Alabama. I mean, that is um, a good bet. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I <laughs> it mean, it's my school, so true, true. No, I, no, I know you. I, I know you. You, uh, you went there, and I, I, I will, uh, I will refrain from uh, bringing college, my my college allegiance to the Ohio State University into this. So it's okay. <laughs> You were a nice kid until then. Um, <laughs> but what I, I did, what I do like about what you're talking about here is there um, is the idea of having taking ownership of your role, right? And another thing that you talked about that I think is interesting in the highlight is the way that you, um, you know, number one, you empower your team, right? You give them the, the ability to own their destiny, right? And then you also talk yep. about having both individual and shared goals. Mm-hmm. One thing I'm kind of curious about how you do it, because I know um, maybe number one, it's like because I, I, I know you more, better than like I know some other people that I've had on the podcast. <laughs> right. So I can ask you these questions and right. with like a little bit more um, of an idea about the um, the thought process that lays behind it or the knowing that you won't get mad at me if I ask you the question. Either one or the other. Right. Um, but so. I noticed that like you talked a lot about uh, celebrating and um, rewarding each other and like coming together and growing as a team. But on the other side, mm-hmm. we see um, LinkedIn and Twitter and all these things are like, uh, we see so many pictures of, and you're seeing the air quotes here, culture, right? Um, and really, in my opinion, Right, because I know obviously I, I it's only it's not everybody's opinion. Because if it was other not if it was just my opinion and everybody agreed with me, nobody would do it. Um, mm-hmm. you, you know, where does it go from being culture, team building, and team great building to great. what we see a lot of times on uh, with Clyde and tie clipping videos and like uh, wrestling belts and like you know like things that I think put the sales teams in positions where they don't look professional, where they look kind of, um, you know, they may, it makes them look like, you know, I guess less professional than they should because they're already working in a really tough job of selling, you know, a lot of times to, uh, business buyers, corporations, um, you know, individuals who are older, more mature, maybe more experienced than they are. Um, and then if you like look somebody up on the internet and you see a bunch of tie clipping or like pie, pie in the faces and stuff, um, yep. I, 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 and I guess I'm, now I'm being long winded. I, I really, uh, I appreciate and I love the team building and rewarding people. Um, but I also am really concerned about, um, destroying somebody's ability to be seen as a professional. How do you, here's the question. How do you manage that? Right. Because I, you don't, I don't see that stuff from you. Yeah. So, um, Couple of things. So I know we're in the digital age, right? And so that is a all of these posts. And for me, I mean, you'll probably see on Instagram or you know LinkedIn or you know, Facebook. Like I don't post like Twitter. Like, I don't post a lot. Like for me, like I maybe it's because I didn't grow up um, with instant. Well, I guess I did, but didn't really have it like instant messenger or text. And so like for me, like I'm a very face to face person, um, and I don't believe that my team, um, you know, again, that's their motivators. 
I don't think that they're really uh, that concerned about having me, their boss, post a, uh, a a picture of them winning a winning a belt, you know, for having the mo- you know having the most revenue for last week. What we do is we have um, accountability Mondays. To every Monday, we'll send talk time and revenue, and just talk. You know, whoever's top, we'll just let them. Hey, hey, awesome job, Dean or Josh, um, you know, or Greg or whoever. Uh, where did you find success? And those success stories resonate within our team. Um, and we, we just started recently and it's actually working really well. Those teams that are, you know, doing the tie clippings and stuff like it, as a manager, like I, I think they're promoting their, their culture. Um, and I think there's not an obligation, but I think that they do have to showcase because they are recruiting, like they are trying to recruit, recruit, you know, college kids or, you know, sales, you know, the people who want to work in sports. And so some individuals, I think it's whatever Gen Z or, you know, this generation where millennials, however you want to refer it to is some people want that instant gratification, right? Like you talked about at Instagram of, you know, living the best life. And, you know, they're, they're like, they show those. And again, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to fence it here. I'm going to say that it's, it's needed and, and it, it, it's like a double-edged sword, right? It's good um, for those individuals who, who want that. And to, I think it's very important to celebrate successes and uh, to share those stories. Um, where, whereas, you know, if I'm a business and I'm looking at LinkedIn and seeing this guy just got promoted, like, for me, like that's exciting. Like that means that he's doing the right things. Um, again, I've never owned a business, so I, I don't have that have that I guess thought process on. Okay, well, this guy just got promoted. Like I'm not going to buy from him. I I, I, I wouldn't think that. Um, but again, I, I think that we uh, we as a um, we as a track we don't do a lot of social selling. We talked about it earlier about. Uh, there are we still have fans who call in and they're uh, they ask us to mail them things uh, like ticket information, which we'll gladly do. But they don't have a computer. Or they don't have an email address. Um, we still have paper renewal. So, um, you know, again, it's it's about uh, for us, it's about knowing, staying true to your brand, staying true to your culture, like uh, to your overall brand culture and how you want that to be personified uh, into the public. And so you are right. Like I don't post a lot. Um, and is that me not building my personal brand? I, I, I don't know. I, I like to say that my actions, uh, within work, um, you know, it'll be on the resume. Like those will speak louder than, than a post about, um, us selling out the infield for the 10th race in a row. Like it's for, for us, it's more of a, Hey, we know we're doing the, the right things. And, if people want to recognize us and ask us for these things, great, we'll share it. Um, but for us, we are comfortable knowing that we are doing the right things and finding success. So again, long winded answer, but like, I, again, I'm going to fence it. No, it's, I've, 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 I've listened to a bunch of podcasts with obviously yours and Troy, uh, Troy Kirby's and everything. But I mean, for me, it's, uh, I, I, I'm not going to knock someone for doing it um, because I, I think it's needed, but, you know, just tactfully, you know, just don't do your friends and family offer on, on, on LinkedIn. 
Oh, you bring up another one that I don't really – yeah, I don't dig the uh, friends and families and the discount stuff. I mean, but, you know, that's just sort of uh, – it should be a disclaimer at the front of the podcast or anything I write, which is like going, Dave's going to basically never discount anything, and if he has to, it will break his heart. Um, that That's a big thing. But, you know, but I was really curious about what you had to say about the – culture idea because i do understand rewarding people and i do like if, if you're doing something great it's awesome to do that or even right. like I, i'm not even like so concerned about like the uh thing with the pelicans and they had the video of their sales team and they were super excited when they won the draft lottery i think that's I think totally appropriate right it's awesome yeah i think that's great right it's some of the other stuff right it's like some of the stuff where um, where it seems like it's all that you're promoting. It's like you, you can, if you're the manager, and one thing that I love about what you do is that there is a certain amount of professionalism that you need to um, admit, right? There is a certain amount of um, education that you want to teach everybody along the way, and right, um, part of the motivation that you get from your job or the reward, um, it doesn't have to be in your face on social media, because that doesn't necessarily set you up for uh, success long-term. And also I, to me, right. Coaching a, um, a youth soccer team and, and raising a child, it's like, I want to teach the kids to be self as self-motivated as much as possible, like to um, enjoy the process, right. It goes back to Nick Saban, right. Enjoy the process under and understand that there's a reward in hard work and in doing things the right way. And, and, you know, becoming the best you can be because you've set goals for yourself and like you've worked towards those goals and you've continued to build towards those things. And it, it, it's just like, to me, I see these things and, and I, I understand that they're always po- like done with the best intentions, but I just feel like it, it really hurts kids in the long run because unfortunately stuff doesn't go away, right? If, if you make something stupid or you say something that's incomplete or um, you anything it's there forever you can't outrun it i mean there's lord knows i wouldn't when i was like 23 or 24 i wouldn't i I hope nobody has anything any documentation of stuff i did well right and sometimes like you'll go on facebook and you say oh you have memories and it's like you look back on some stuff you posted back in college it's like yeah i gotta delete that like that's not like it doesn't represent my brand um at all but one of the one of the just things don't that look I at think, those anymore. Just try not to yeah, look. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, one of the things that I'll, I'll never I'll never forget um, was um, so our our old VP uh, Clark Beacom when I was with the crew. Um, he he told a story of he uh, he was with the Saints and he was selling and he everyone was like high fiving or whatever and I think the owner walked by and. Um, he, he said, Oh, congrats. But you know, uh, something about, you know, like get back to work, you know, Hey, that's your job. Right. And so there was a few times where Clark would, when I was with the crew and I'd, you know, make a big sale or whatever. And he's just like, nice way to do your job. And it, it was it like that to me, it like true. Like we are as salespeople, we are paid to sell. Like, and like, we, we don't always, we shouldn't always need a, a ribbon or a, or a, a you know, a, a post or whatever for, for doing our quote unquote, doing our job. But, you know, again, I, I do believe that there is recognition that does, you know, if, if that's a way that a rep likes to like receive compliments, like all the time, like I'm going to try to do it like face to face or, um, you know, over an email, Hey, keep up the great work, you know, just small little things to help 
along that process, right? But one of the books that my dad, um, when I actually first started um, down here with Talladega, he uh, it's an old book. It's it's called uh, Leadership Secrets of Attila the Hun. It's it's I don't know probably about 110 pages, but uh, one the reason why I bring it up is is that initially I was like, why why read a book about Attila the Hun when he like what was a brute, right? Um, and there were just some really good tidbits in there. And, and, and I think one of the things that, that I took from it was um, it says a Hun's goal, a Hun's goals should always be worthy of his efforts and superficial goals lead to superficial results. So take it with a grain of salt, I guess, but um, you know, it, it's, it's a quick, quick book, um, quick read. Um, there's some, some good, good ones in there. And the, the other thing that I think that every, every single person who's in ticket sales, um, whether it's leadership or, um, or just an individual, there's two books, uh, obviously Kathy Burroughs, uh, potato chip, uh, ticket sales. It's such a great book. Um, there's a lot of really good tidbits there. And then just from a personal side, it's the energy bus by John Gordon. Oh man, like that is, that'll get your day started. Like, I think that, Personally, like for me, I, I live a certain way in regards to tomorrow's never a given because of things that, you know, I everyone goes through trials and tribulations. But when you lose people in your life, you start to reflect on things. And, you know, for me, I work in sports. I, I sell tickets. I get to talk to people like like for a living um, and life could be so much worse. I could be, I don't know, um, you know, picking up trash or, you know, selling and, you know, selling insurance, like, great jobs. Like I'm not discounting those at all, but like for me, like I work in sales, so like sports sales. And like, for me, like, I, I just think that everyone who works in sports sales should just like take a step back and take a deep breath and remember, remember them starting out and what, what, what it took to get there and just be humble and just appreciate where they are now, because it's been a, it, most, most likely it's been a lot of hard work um, and dedication to their craft. Yeah, I think, I think the, the point you make is a, a very good one, right? Is that, and it doesn't matter because, like, if you are selling, I know some insurance people. I, like my insurance agent, she loves, she loves the insurance. She's yeah. like, and it, and she's great at it, right? It's um, but it's appreciating that you can do something that you love because not everybody does, is in that situation, or you know, and it's either because they have like made some decisions that they they weren't consistent with their values or they may you know sometimes people feel trapped in certain things you know whatever reason so be thankful and be grateful for that and i think that's a really really valid point and you know um one of the things too is like i would tell people is if they don't enjoy being in sports sales (laughs) Or in sports, right? You know, they, they thought like the, watching the games or watching the races or doing something um, would be a lot, a lot more fun. It's like just because you love sports doesn't mean you have to do it. And like because I think sometimes people feel trapped like down one road. And I think what you said is pretty profound in the fact that like if you're not doing something that you enjoy and love, you know, th- think through how you can because I think that's pretty valuable. I mean, I, I, I have been – uh, extremely fortunate, right? Because there have been so many uh, great opportunities that I, I would have used to have 
wrote, written off as luck, right? And now I understand that like the common denominator in some of these out, some of these opportunities was me. So obviously I must have done something right. So I'm going to go ahead and assume that like I have been lucky, but I have been fortunate and worked my ass off to achieve a lot of these things. Um, but I get to talk with people all the, all day long about how to grow their business, like how to make themselves more successful, how to make their marketing more effective, how to identify markets and all these things. And it's fantastic because typically when I'm talking to people, there's a sense of hope and opportunity and optimism. And I was like, well, right. if, that, if you can't get excited about that, then like you're like, <laughs> what, what are you doing, right? And I think that's like like approaching it like that. Like, my God, you have it. You have you get this opportunity to serve people and, you know, give them an experience, give them something um, that brings them closer to the clients or their family, their friends, whomever, or like even strangers, right? Because that's like one of the beautiful things about sports is like you bring strangers together around like a shit, something that everybody loves. It's just unbelievable. It's, I mean, and it's, and I think that point that you made is just really, really powerful um, about figuring out and making sure that you just take a moment to reflect on how, awesome it is to be in a position to do something you really, really care about and you really, really love. And I think like if you are struggling with that, think through about why, right? That's a a great question. And I think that with that sense of optimism, I want to point everybody towards where they can find you on the internet because I know you also have to get to a meeting in a second. Yeah, I do. I appreciate that. Uh, Find me on LinkedIn. (laughs) Good segue, right? Uh, yeah, link, LinkedIn, LinkedIn, it's just Anthony. The last name is Gady, Garfield, Arthur, David, Yellow. Um, I, I don't have uh, I don't have a website. I don't have like a, a, a blog or, or anything like that. But uh, I am on the Twitter. Like I said, I don't tweet a lot. I think it's I at Slim. <laughs> I, I think it's at Slim Gady or at Slim underscore Gady, um, which is. Uh, if you wanted to ask me about that, I will gladly help answer that. Long story short, uh, high school they called me the real slim Gady because and because Eminem's the real slim Shady. So now it's and I'm slim, so it's slim Gady. So, <laughs> um, but but yeah, no, would would love to love to connect with any and all of you. Uh, help share best practices and um, ultimately be a resource because at the end of the day, you want to you want to work with someone who you know, like, and trust and. Um, it's the same for sales, uh, same for any business, but would love to uh, help be a resource any way I can. So, again, Dave, really appreciate you having me on, though. Really appreciate it. Oh, stop. We already, we already did the podcast. You don't have to, like, kiss up to me now, but I, I really do appreciate you taking the time to do this. Um, I think that uh, you really set a great example for, you know, learning and growing and trying to be um, a leader who – really embody some of the best things about being a leader. Um, and so I'm happy that um, we got a chance to connect and, and, you know, have you talk to uh, my audience a little bit more about what you're up to. So thank you again. Perfect. Once again, I want to thank Anthony Gady for coming on the business fun podcast to talk about his experiences with NASCAR. As always, you can find me by visiting my website. It's www.davewakeman.com where you can find my blog. You can find, um, client list Um, there should be a calendar coming up soon i'm going to also start adding a couple of um, new projects like books and uh, worksheets and workbooks and things like that so visit www.davewakeman.com to find out more about that you can also connect with me on linkedin just type in my name dave wakeman you can follow me on twitter it's at david wakeman 
if you are a fan of the podcast, I would love it if you would do a couple of things for me. Number one, if you find the content here valuable, please share it with a friend, a colleague, a coworker, anyone you think would find value from the podcast. Second, if you really listen to every episode, I'd love it if you'd subscribe. Uh, we're on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, uh, Google Play, all of the major platforms at this point. And then finally, if you've shared it, subscribed, if you could leave a review, that would be really, really great because it helps people find the podcast. It helps encourage um, more listeners and it makes sure that I continue to deliver these really great interviews and these really great conversations for you. Um, as always, I want to thank my friends at Booking Protect, the global leaders in refund protection. To find out more about working with Booking Protect to deliver a better buying experience for your customers, more peace of mind in their purchase, and creating a new stream of revenue for your organization, visit them at www.bookingprotect.com. While you're there, make sure you visit their blog where you can find all kinds of great new content that we're putting up. Uh, there is a ebook about customer service in the digital age at the top of the blog page. Um, there's a lot of new content about the bottom of the funnel and converting online sales. Uh, it's a really great resource. Um, they're a really great partner. Uh, make sure you check them out. Uh, visit www.bookingprotect.com for more information. And finally, I want to thank you again, as always, for listening. Um, until next time, take it easy. Oh, my God.